sometimes I hear the opening to the podcast, that music that I actually created, <laughs> and I want to get up and dance. When do you want to get up and dance? When do you feel really good about yourself, about life, about your prospects? When do you feel like you could walk into any room and say, I got this, no problem. <laughs> Even if life is overwhelming, you say, yeah, I've got this. What is that? It's confidence. And I guess the question is, how do you build confidence in yourself and how do you build it in others? Maybe you see your children struggling and they're suffering with anxiety. Why? What is anxiety? In a sense, to oversimplify, it's the lack of confidence. If you're walking around with a belief saying to yourself, I got this, not a problem. What actually fuels that spirit, that sense of, I'll be okay? Now, another question might be, is this consistent with the gospel, with what God says? Be confident. Now, that's a tricky question because it doesn't mean feel so great about yourself that you become consumed with self, ignoring the needs of others, just the opposite. But I was thinking about this when Jesus said, I'm going to send you out as sheep among the wolves. <laughs> Are you supposed to act like a sheep? And what does that mean? Are those sheep going to be okay? I want to say, yes, they are. Why? In a part, it has to do with confidence. Now, I'm going to explain this. Because there are ways to build confidence that is godly and good. Confidence feels good. If you were to meet somebody, let's say you're in the dating world and you look at somebody and say, wow, they seem terribly insecure. I have got to get their number. <laughs> or you see somebody, male or female, and you say, wow, they just, there's something about them. They just seem confident. You would be attracted to that, most likely. And what is it, again, that underlies, underlines, supports confidence? Relationships almost more than anything else. And there are words that you might be saying that are really destroying confidence in somebody else. You might be thinking it sounds wonderful. Hey, you got this, no problem, right? I mean, let's just think. You're, you're lined up, you're playing golf, which I don't recommend to anybody. Unless you like hitting balls in the water, which I do, and I do frequently, but I'm told that's not actually the goal of golf. But let's say you're out there with your friend and... He or she is reasonably good, not great. And you see that water not too far off and you're lined up on the tee and you say, you got this. What happens? <laughs> Maybe you hit the water. Maybe you go over the water. Does confidence have something to do with it? Now, Joshua, go back to the book of Joshua, right? You've got Abraham, Moses, Moses led the people out of Egypt, right? Huge, huge task. And he led them in the desert for about 40 years. They didn't enter into the promised land. That was actually Joshua's job. He was a protege. And what does God say to Joshua? Don't hold back. Don't be timid. And this is what Joshua says to his people too. He said, be strong, be confident. Why? Because this is what God will do to all your enemies when you fight them. 
Joshua's message wasn't just, you've got this, you can defeat them all. Joshua's message is, God is going to be on your side. When Jesus spoke to the people, he was actually known as being quite the authority and confident. Mark chapter 1, Jesus is teaching in Capernaum. And the Sabbath arrives, and Jesus loses no time getting to the meeting place, and he spent the day there teaching. And they were shocked. They were surprised. Wow, his teaching is so forthright, so confident. Not this quibbling and quoting like the other religion scotter. He just knew. What was behind Jesus' teaching? He had authority. Why? Because he, A, knew who he was, and B, he knew who his father was. Again, it's a relationship. See, you feel better when you're confident. You feel you're a more attractive job candidate or a date candidate. Confidence actually makes you feel better at nearly anything that you want to do. Even if you're not doing anything, if you feel confident versus anxious or afraid, you're going to feel better. But you not only want to feel confident yourself, you actually want to help those around you, those that you care about, to feel good about themselves as well. So how do you say things to them that make them feel confident? You might have said, hey, you got this. You're going to succeed. You're going to get an A. I remember a friend of mine used to do this. Drove me crazy. Oh, no problem. You're going to get an A. How do you know? I didn't even study. Ah. <laughs> but you might be doing something similar when you say to your kids or those that you love, oh, you got it. Don't worry about it. That could be a huge mistake. Now, again, I'm not wanting you to feel bad about it because everybody does this. I've done this too. There's something that some call like a confidence competence loot loop right and basically the more competent you are yes i can do these things the more success that you have the more success that you have the more confident you become which in turn boosts that belief in yourself and makes you feel more competent around and around it goes confidence boosts beliefs makes you feel more confident boosts boosts success but how do you want to speak to others and speak to yourself or cultivate that relationship where you feel better about yourself and they feel better about themselves? Well, it's something different. See, when you think about confidence, what do you actually think about? You develop an expectation of success. Yes, I can achieve this. Okay, and it works sometimes. You know, individually, if you say, yeah, I can go for this run. I can write this paper. I can get back up on my feet. And that's a good thing. Yay. But that's all about tasks. What about when you're thinking about something even more important than writing that paper or getting that job promotion? What's more important? Your relationship success. Will you be there if I don't succeed? Will you be there if I don't get the promotion? Will you be there if I don't get into that college or get the job or win the game? 
See, if everything comes down to you succeeding, the problem is, more than anything else, you might not actually try to do difficult things. Because if you feel that your sense of self, your relationship relies on you succeeding, you might say, yeah, maybe I won't do this. Why? Well, there's a 50-50 chance I'll succeed, which means there's a 50-50 chance I'll fail. And if I fail, will you be there? Now, Peter and John, going back to the gospel, Acts chapter 4. Right, this is after Jesus had resurrected from the dead. And he sends the disciples off, go out into all the world, right, and preach the good news. Big challenge. And Peter and John, they were teaching, and they were so confident. They were so sure of themselves, right? That's what Acts reports. And the people, they were fascinating. They were fascinated by them. Why? These are just two dudes, fishermen. No training in scripture, no formal education. But they recognized them as a companion of Jesus, They felt so good about what they were doing because they were so sure of the mission. Why? Because they were so sure of the relationship that they had with Jesus. See, when you tell your kids, when you tell your spouse, hey, you got this, you're going to succeed, that might have an unintended consequence of feeling afraid, which could diminish the chances of success. But if you said to your child, your son, your daughter, your boyfriend, your spouse, hey, you know what? No matter what happens, you go for this. I know you want it. I want it for you. But no matter what happens, I'm here for you. I got your back. You're completely lovable. I'm not going anywhere. And that's what God does for you. And that's what God wants you to do for others. And it is that surety that relationship confidence that actually makes you feel better about yourself, which then in turn makes you more confident and able to succeed. Now, the goal isn't just to be supremely confident. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about confidence. And Paul in Corinthians chapter 10, he has a great message about overconfidence. And he said, you know, all these warning markers, these danger signs written in the history books, they are written down so that you and I, we don't repeat these mistakes. Because you and I are just as capable of messing up (laughs) as they were. So don't be so naive and self-confident. And that's the key. Don't be so self-confident. It's not about you. You're not exempt. You could fall flat on your face just as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence, Paul says. It's useless. Cultivate instead God-confidence. There's self-confidence where you feel great about you, but that's going to vacillate. And if you take enough hits, you're not going to be feeling good about yourself. But if no matter what happens in your life, you can look to God and say, He loves me no matter what. He's with me no matter what. God can accomplish and do what I cannot. Then you feel confident, not in self, but in God because of that relationship. 
And as that very same relationship that you're to live out with others, I got you no matter what. I'm not going anywhere. That's what matters. If you fail, I'm still there. I'm not going anywhere. If you think losing the big game will cause everyone to turn their backs on you and run, you might not perform at your highest level. But it's different if you say, I'm going to go out. I am going to do everything I can. I am going to leave it all on the field. But that doesn't guarantee I'm going to win. But if you know that no matter what happens, yes, give it all you've got. But that game, the success of the game, winning or losing, isn't dependent, isn't actually going to determine what your spouse does. Hey, if you lose, by the way, I'm gone. Uh, what? <laughs> Kick off. Uh, wait, what did you just say? If you think making a mistake at work is going to get you fired, you will not perform at your highest level. Because again, the stakes are too high. And that's not confidence. That's called fear. Now again, Paul says, and he speaks about confidence other ways, other places. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, hey, throw yourselves into the work of the master. Right? What God has called you to do, just do it with reckless abandon. Confident that nothing you do for him is a waste of time or or effort. See, sometimes you might think, oh, wow, I'm doing all this for God, but what if I don't succeed? I want to set up this nonprofit. I want to help this person, but what if it doesn't work out? And God says, no, I want you to just do it. Lay it all out. Do it because I for sure have got your back. God loves what you do for him. You may or may not think that what you're doing is successful or not. But at some point, you got to stop telling people, hey, you're going to succeed. You're going to do this and say, hey, you know what? I am here no matter what. I got you. When you say, I got you, you're safe. We'll be okay. Then you're actually encouraging your son, your daughter, your spouse, your friend, your cat. Nah, not him. <laughs> right? Your spouse, you're free to try new things. If you know that they're not going anywhere, okay, I'm going to give it my shot. I don't know how this is going to work out. Don't worry about it. Just go for it. Because then even failing is okay. And if you could see my fingers right now, I just put failing in quotes because if you're actually trying new things, if you're pushing yourself, you will at times not get where you want to go. But if you can say, hey, I'm going to try again or I'm going to try something different then can that really be considered failing? Confidence is actually the freedom to fail with the expectation that that person you love isn't going anywhere. So when you communicate to your son, your daughter, it's like, hey, try to get into that college. Ah, I don't know. I don't have the grace. Don't worry about it. Just try. I always think about people who are super successful and many of them fail a lot. J.K. Rowling, I talk about her sometimes just because I try to write, and I go, oh, wow, this is really hard. I was rejected again, <laughs> or this isn't very good. Well, she was turned down by dozens of publishers. She's a billion-dollar author. 
And confidence comes from support. The whole idea of self-confidence, in a sense, is a misnomer because nobody feels good about themselves if they feel unsupported. But when you give someone that unconditional love, that support, independent of that, I won, I lost, that's what actually makes them feel good. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, and I'm just going to paraphrase. He was talking about when they arrived in the Macedonia province, and he said, oh man, we just, we couldn't settle down. Doesn't sound like Paul was too confident, right? He wasn't. He said, oh, the fights and the church and the fears and our hearts, they, it kept us on pins and needles. I mean, I imagine in a sense, Paul wasn't feeling too good. Oh, I've been sent out to the Gentiles and... They're not doing too good. (laughs) And Paul said, we couldn't relax. Why? Because we didn't know how it would turn out. Then the God who lifts up the downcast lifted our heads and our hearts with the arrival of Titus, another apostle. He said, we are so glad just to see him. But then we felt doubly reassured when he told us about you and how much you cared and how much you grieved and how concerned you were for me, he said, I went from worry to tranquility in no time. It was about the relationship Paul recognized that others cared and that settled down that perturbed spirit of his and said, It's all good. That's confidence. That's how you can help others to build confidence is saying, I got you. You're fine. Go try. Go fail. Go fall down. I'll help you to get back up. The writer of Hebrews chapter 10, and I've been kind of studying Hebrews on my own here recently. It's just a great message. And he said, you know, you remember those first days when you first saw the light? Boy, those were hard times. Kicked around in public, targets of every kind of abuse. He said, sometimes your friends went to prison, but you stuck by them. Why? He said, sometimes if your enemies broke in and seized your stuff, You let them go with a smile because knowing they couldn't touch your real treasure. Nothing they did bothered you. That's confidence. So don't throw it all away. You are so sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing. But you need to stick it out. Staying with God's plan. Because he stays with you. And it won't be long that he will show up any minute. Don't be a quitter. You can fail, but God has your back. It is that relationship above all and the love that you give others that will fill them with confidence. I will meet you back on the road. And remember, always forward.